Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You guys, welcome back to season two of Creative Source. I'm back. We're back. It's been a lovely uh, hiatus, not going to lie. It's been nice having a break from lots of different things, actually. But Creative Source is back and I've really missed this conversation. While I've been away, there's been so many things that I've been thinking about. Oh, yeah, that's a topic. Yeah, got to talk about that. Oh, got to ask that person to give some bite-sized advice. So I'm so glad to be back and raring to go. Lots of different interesting things to talk about so we might as well get stuck in so i don't know how your summer was basically i finished the first draft of my second book tough crowd and it was kind of a hallelujah moment but i also learned a lot about time management when to say yes, when to say no to things, all that sort of thing, and managing your energy. And I'm sure over the course of the this season of Creative Source, I'll, I'll talk about that more in context, but it was challenging to, because I was going hell for leather to basically finish the draft um, so that I could deliver a, ahead of the deadline that I'd set with my editor, but it came at a bit of a cost. So I needed that break <laughs> afterwards. So I wouldn't necessarily advise working in that way. And also I had to turn down a lot of things and it was starting to feel a bit like, ah, I'm turning down really cool stuff. And I'm not sure that this balance is right. I'm not sure that this is working. So it was, so it was interesting. And so by the time it came to having the break, I was on my knees. I was really ready for that break. Funny enough, it wasn't completely a break from work because I didn't go anywhere. So it's quite a hard for, you know, other people to treat you like you're on holiday when they know that you're looking at your emails. So note to self, like if you really need a holiday, you got to 
go somewhere or put an out of office on your emails or however your main communication is so that people get that you're really, really on holiday. You're not pretending. But also, I think you've got to tell yourself you are, because I think partly the problem was that I would reply to emails sometimes and I would say, oh, all right, I'll squeeze that in, blah, blah, blah. So it was more a holiday from writing, I think, rather than from everything. But it was still good and it still gave me a chance to regroup. And and so that's good. And so I you know, come back to the podcast and lots of other other things, like really, really like excited to get going and, and dive in. And I've already started working on the second draft of Tough Crowd. And because I've had the break from it, it's just made it really joyful to, to be writing again. So that's, that was what my summer looked like. And also because we've got a, uh, an Instagram account for the podcast and we've now got this Creative Source Network Facebook group, the conversation kept going. So, so it was really lovely to see your thoughts and your comments and your messages over the summer as well, as you were going about your sort of creative goals and creating the, you know, projects that, that make your heart sing. So that was really lovely. But the big news is on Patreon, remember I was after like a certain number of patrons so that we could change the tiers and add more cool stuff to the sort of um, opening tier. Well, we did it basically. And so you will find if you go to the Patreon page that um, there's additional cool perks in the opening tier. I'm going to figure out what perks I'm going to add to the tiers above, but also... Guys, tell me what you want in terms of perks. Like, what could I offer that would make you go, do you know what? I'm going to support this podcast. I'm going to hop onto Patreon and I'm going to become a sponsor for however long, be it for a couple of months or for a year or for longer. What kind of things would be useful to you or would entice you? What can I offer? Tell me what to bring to the table because I want this to be the most value it can be. So if there's something that you're like, oh man, I wish you would do blah, 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 or I wish you would offer da, 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 hit me up. Let me know. I mean, it might not all be possible, but I'll certainly consider it and give it a try if, it, if, if I can make it work. So... That's a cool thing that happened over the summer. And, you know, we've got this whole other season. I sort of arbitrarily decided it was like a 21 episode season because I wanted to finish um, at the end of June so that I could give myself this time off. So it ended up being 21 episodes um, the uh, the first season. So now here we are uh, starting a season two. I guess maybe this could be another, you know. 21 episode podcast. Uh, but I'll tell you what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things such as fame, mental health, saying yes and saying no. So I, we can elaborate more on that whole part of our worlds as creatives, especially if you're employed in a creative field or self-employed in a creative field. It's really tough knowing when to say yes, when to say no to stuff. We're going to talk about marketing, social media, uh, fear, focus, all kinds of things. But this week, the topic is success. So with success, I figured... What I noticed, um, this is more of a sort of an administrative thing, is that the podcasts were getting a little bit longer every week. And that is not necessarily ideal. It's not ideal, I think, for you as a listener, because when the first ones were like 25 minutes or something, and then the last one I did was an hour. So I'm trying to bring them back down to, uh, you know, around the 20, 30 minute mark. 
But there is a lot to say on every topic. And so this one, for example, when I started like making my notes and putting together how I wanted to, uh, what I wanted to say on this subject, I found that it had to be three parts. So this opening topic for season two of Creative Source is a three-parter on success. And in it, we're going to look at you know, what does success mean? What is this existing paradigm we have for success? And I hope we find ourselves in a new place looking at success once we get to the final episode of this trilogy. So let's get into it. So when it comes to success, I think we're all kind of familiar with common agreements that we have around what success is, common agreements we have in society about success. And for the most part, they seem to gravitate around material stuff. And actually, I just realized they also gravitate around what we do for a living. They're a successful business person. They're a successful artist. They're a successful doctor. I don't know. Can you be a successful doctor? I suppose not killing anybody would be a success, but... um, Maybe not, (laughs) maybe doctor's not a a good example, but do you know what I mean? Like it's all around work and it's often around how well we're doing in that work and the material trappings that that has allowed us to have. So we think of the fruits of success as being, you know, having a nice car, um, having a nice home, being able to take great holidays, having cool stuff in your house, not having to, having, having a, a decent amount of disposable income. So money, money is definitely seen as a measure of success. They're very rich. So therefore they're, they're obviously very successful. Now, I know as some of you guys are listening to this, you're thinking, no, I don't think of success like that. That's not why I can. But what I'm really just talking about is the common agreement that we have around success, not what success is when we really think about it. I'm talking about the sort of default superficial indicators that we kind of have all subconsciously agreed are demonstrations of success. Like my neighbours are are two doctors and they've got a very nice house uh, in a nice area. And I think to myself, they must be successful. I have that thought, um, a sort of unconscious thought that I don't pick apart at all. I don't think, are they good at their jobs? Like, have they reached career goals that they've been aspiring to? I see their house in a nice area two cars and I go, they're successful. That's what I mean by like this common sort of agreement that we have around success. But I think we all also realize that success is not defined by those things. Obviously it's not. And especially for creatives, we know that uh, we need to define success for ourselves, but it's easier said than done. Because whilst when we're consciously having the conversation about success, one, you know, a lot of people will say, and a lot of the comments that you guys shared on this subject were all essentially saying the same thing. Success means different things to different people. In fact, let me read some. So, um, uh, true that T to T4, I think it's Marcia. I think that's your name, right? You, uh, Marcia said success means different things to different people. And, uh, Gwyneth said her big life lesson on that is that even if you search for success, you're not defined by it. So she, so essentially everyone is saying that they get that, 
mm, the trappings aren't necessarily a definition of success, that we can define it for ourselves, that whatever we define as success is not defining us. That's what Gwyneth is essentially saying, but it's all very well when we're consciously thinking about it, but what, what happens when we start to doubt ourselves or why is it, what happens when, um, how can I put this? Like that we're, when you're living day to day, do you think I'm successful? Do you think I've got the opportunity to define success as I want? And therefore I define it as whatever it is I'm doing right now. And therefore I'm successful. We don't. Only the very, very mentally strong can, you know, manifest that, that, that thinking every day. For the most part, we as mortals, we go in and out and we really have to think about it, don't we? Before we can, before we can really do that for ourselves, tell ourselves, oh, you know what, I'm successful. What I have is, is success. But it really is, uh, uh, you know, the invitation life is inviting us, I think, to do exactly that, to define our success completely on our own terms. And the interesting thing is what one person's success is could be somebody else's failure. Somebody else could be telling themselves, oh, my God, if that's all I managed to achieve, I will not I will not consider that a success. In fact, I will consider that a failure. So it really is down to ourselves to to create our own definition of it. Now, really, this that could be the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, go away and define success as you see fit and live your best life. But I think it's helpful to drill down a little bit and talk a little bit about the different ways that we can define this success. Because maybe in what I'm saying, you might start to chime with some of it and just go, wow, actually, I'd never thought about that in my own life and the areas where I am actually winning, where I hadn't really acknowledged it. So let's drill down and just and just have a look at that. But before we do, let's have another um, listener comment. And this one comes from Peter Charlton, who actually says something a little bit different. He says, unless you measure success by how much money you make, which I don't, uh, he's saying uh, he doesn't. How would you um, quantify it as I have never heard it measured any other way? God, I hate the world, (laughs) says Peter. (laughs) I might as well read the whole comment because I I think, you know, I'm getting from that a level of frustration, really, with how the world is and how... Ugh, money and things and material stuff seems to be such a defining factor in um, whether one is considered to be a failure or a, a success. So, Peter, let's talk about it. Let's have a look and see if there are other ways that one can define success, particularly in the creative industries. So guys, before I carry on, just wanted to once again, a huge, huge, huge shout out and thank you to everyone who is jumping on my Patreon and sponsoring this podcast, essentially. If you've got value from it, if there's an episode that you've really loved and you are in a position where you can support the podcast, please just head over to the Patreon page and search Creative Source with Andy Osho. I think you could do like a patreon.com forward slash Creative Source with Andy Osho and you can become a Patreon too and receive cool perks and if there are other cool perks that you want to see hit me up and we can talk about me bringing those into what's offered with the tiers as well if a long-term commitment is not your thing if you want to just like have a a little financial one-night stand with me (laughs) as it were oh my god that sounds terrible (laughs) but what i mean is if you want to do just a (laughs) one-off of payment um acast is the way to go again head over to the acast website and search uh, creative source or i think there's probably 
If I've been getting my admin right, I think there's probably a link in the show notes. Either way, um, I think you can get to Patreon and Acast. Those are the two ways to financially support the podcast. You can get to them from the show notes and you can also find links to our Instagram and Facebook page. Every comment, every message, every pound that's sent my way or sent the podcast's way really is very much appreciated. Alrighty-roo. So let us talk about the different types of um, success or ways to define success. And just so you know, we're going to start in this episode and complete this part of the conversation in the next episode. And then the final episode, that's where we'll talk about new paradigms when it comes to success. But let's start. Now, I think the in terms of being a creative, one of the easiest wins in terms of defining success is that one of just simply doing the thing that you love and, uh, or giving it a try. Now, let me just say a little bit more about that because you might go, what, just doing it is like a win. Like me just turning up at my desk and writing or me just painting or me just whatever is a win. Yeah, it can be. Now, remember, this is all about your own personal definition. So I'm just throwing out some ideas of ways that I genuinely think a creative consider themselves to have succeeded, to be a success. Just doing the thing that you really wanted to do. And I want to give you an example because... When I, I think it will be helpful, but when I started uh, acting, so I was about 29 and I was working in post-production and I've talked about this quite a lot. I had a very sort of operational role. My job was sort of to facilitate other people doing creative technical jobs, editing and stuff like that. And I just had this growing, burning thing in in me that like, I was just like, I want to be an actor. And even though I don't know anything about that world, I don't even know about drama schools, which ones people go to. I didn't know anything, but I just felt like this is something I really want to do. But when I started, my attitude was, because I did a lot of like short, I, I, I felt like I couldn't commit to three years of drama school. So I did lots of like short courses and classes and workshops and stuff. And I, To every teacher (laughs) I went to, I said to them, listen, I said, look, if I'm no good, you just let me know. Okay. Because what for me was important was not at that point becoming a famous actor, even working um, as an actor, getting paid work. That wasn't my first priority. My first priority was just trying it. I just, I, I, I mean, I was even saying to people at the time, I just, if I get to my deathbed, I want to be able to say I gave it a shot. Even if I wasn't any good at it, even if it didn't work out, even if I never got an audition or I, I got auditions, but I never got work. I tried it. I tried it. And, and I think maybe it's because it was something that when I'm thinking about it, actually, even though I came to it late, it was something that I'd always, always wanted to do. So for me at that time, just doing it, just, just, just auditioning for stuff, just being in workshops and finding my craft, I suppose. And then, you know, starting to get seen for stuff and then getting, that was most certainly a win. But for another person, and this is what I mean by it really is your own personal definition and one person's success could be considered another person's or somebody else will consider to be their failure, is that I was 
quite content for quite a, a, a while to just be auditioning. I I used to actually not love the weekends so much because the weekdays were when auditions would come in. I mean, that's changed now, but <laughs> it's like the industry has gone like 24-7. But like, yeah, that I, I used to not hate the weekends as such, but it was more, I was just so excited for Monday because Monday was when auditions came in or, you know, the week was when auditions come in. But but for for another actor, they would be like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm auditioning and I'm auditioning and I'm not getting anything. I'm a failure. It's all so personal. It depends where you're at and where you're looking at your career from. So that I would say is a really easy, well, not necessarily easy, actually depends what your circumstances are. But that is one definition I would say for as a creative for, for success is just doing it. And then I say, how about that another measure of success is creative success? By which I mean, really, you're filled up with what you're doing creatively. Like you're feeling blessed every time you get to to work or to play, you know, as in like do workshops or whatever that pertain to the discipline that you want to work in. That, you know, that you're in this mm, anticipation of, uh, of like going to your desk or your easel or wherever it is your, you know, you create from that you can't wait to do that, that you feel inspired when you see other people in your field or uh, uh, people in other fields, even sometimes people in other fields can be an inspiration to us. Like, um, I love writing. I just love writing. I think that it might be something to do with that I have a predisposition for having a very vivid fantasy life. I'm always thinking of scenarios and situations and, and making up worlds in my head. And I think it was in some way, like without getting too deep and psychological, but I think it was something to do with a childhood thing of wanting to vacate the moment for various reasons. And so when those sort of coping mechanisms that come out of our childhood, when they're healed, they can be put to some other use. And for me, that other use is writing, is creating, using that same facility that I was using to vacate the moment, uh, I'm now using to tell stories. And so when I sit down to write, I love it. I'm just so happy. And I am literally that person who's like, well, I, I was, I was going to say like, oh, you know, I look up and two hours has gone by, but actually, um, unfortunately I don't, I can't do that because I have to sit in like 90 minute sessions. Cause otherwise, cause I've got to write so much that I can't just like, just, you know, sit and just, uh, you know, feel the vibe and love it. I've got to be a bit more disciplined than that. But the spirit of that time passing, no time passing at all, because I'm enjoying it so much, I do definitely experience that. So if you too have that same relationship with what you create, never mind the sort of business aspect that might go with it and the, you trying to make certain stuff happen in, uh, you know, in certain relationships or get certain contracts or get certain projects off the ground or get money for whatever. I'm not talking about that aspect of it. I'm just talking about the actual act of sitting down and or, or standing and dancing and creating, doing whatever it is you do. Then that is success. That is creative success. I remember um, Don Cheadle saying something about, you know, like 90% of the, his time is not spent acting. The The business of acting seems to involve a lot of um, doing other things to allow you to act. So that when you do get on set or on stage, 
oh, there's so much joy there because you're there and you've had to spend so much other time doing other things to be able to make this possible. So if you in your world are having the same thing where, you know, you're, you just get to really experience the joy of creativity, that my friend is definitely a win. Hello, I'm Jason Manford and you're listening to Creative Source with Andy Osho. But enough of what I think about this. Let's have one of my amazing bite-sized advisors. Well, no, I mean, David's not bite-sized. His advice is bite-sized because that's, come on guys, this is season two. You know how it works anyways. I don't have to explain it. But David Jesse, uh, who uh, was in, uh, gave some amazing advice in season one. He's back uh, now talking about success. So here's what David had to say about that. We spend so long waiting for these opportunities as creatives to come along. And then there's a joke. I think it's a specific to actors, but it could be for every creative, right? There's five minutes when an actor is happy. It's the first five minutes after they know they've got the job. And then all these questions and doubts and all of that start to come into their heads. What if we as creatives were happy whilst we were doing the job? What if that was a form of success? Turning up to work, smiling, enjoying, recognising how amazing it is that you get to do what you're called to do, what's in your body to do. Enjoying every element of it, the play with other creatives, the imagination, the dreaming, the enjoyment of what it is we get to do. If you attack every job like that, when you get to the end of the job or the end of your career and you look back, I think that there's a stronger chance of you concluding that that was successful. Um, what did I just say, guys? I mean, yeah, David's spot on, isn't he? About just the, the act of doing the thing is a success. And it's not a Pollyanna thing to do that, to allow that mindset to come in. It's the truth. Because you think how many people are wanting to do this but can't? How many people have dreams about doing exactly what you're doing, but they are too scared? I've met so many people, strangely, always drivers who talk about this amazing book that they've got in them, this amazing story that, oh, if people heard this story, they, you know, they wouldn't be able to believe it and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, when are you going to write it? Have you written any parts of it? And they never have. So the fact that you are doing it, you've overcome whatever fears, doubts, things that get in the way, obstacles, time constraints, all of it, financial concerns, and that you're doing it. My friend, you have won. <laughs> but thank you, David, for just saying that so beautifully. And hasn't he just got a delicious voice? I've got a, pe- a lot of people with delicious voices who've given some bite-sized advice on this. But David, um, yeah, he encapsulated it there. And if you don't know David's work, please do check him out. He played Captain Hook in Come Away, uh, opposite David Oyelowo and Angelina Jolie. He was amazing in Interstellar. So if you haven't seen that, uh, get, get into it. And he's also in Carnival Row. So guys, listen, I'm going to leave it there because otherwise, like I say, this episode could go long. So 
Those are two uh, ways that I really think what we can start to uh, consider to be ways to define success. Next uh, episode, I will continue this conversation about other ways that we can define our success as creatives and self-employed creatives. And also, like I say, we'll then we'll move into this uh, exploring if there's another way, a new paradigm. So not just another definition, but a new paradigm from which we can approach uh, success. So in the meantime, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for the bite-sized advice from David, Jesse, and for all your listener comments, and particularly um, Peter Charlton. I hope you love the world a little bit more, or at least by the end of these three episodes that you start to love the world a little bit more. Thank you, Martin, for the post-production, as always, to Clydesdale Music for the theme tune, and to Anya Stobart for the marketing on uh, the podcast. If you've got any thoughts, comments, questions that you um, want to share, please comment on the social media accounts like on the Instagram I think it's just creative pod creative source pod something like that oh I should know these shouldn't I I'm like I'm guessing like I didn't like start the account or join the Facebook group creative source network where we're just chatting about creativity but also I want you guys to sort of chat with each other and maybe uh, I'd love to start seeing collaborations come out of Uh, you being part of this group so if any of that appeals check out show notes you'll find all the links you need there otherwise I will see you very soon for another episode of creative source where we continue the conversation about success I'll see you soon guys keep creating and keep living in gratitude softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Creative Source. If you're looking for more support with your creative journey, I'm offering one-to-one online mentoring. Perhaps you want to launch a project but don't know where to start. Maybe you've got stuck around a certain issue, need some advice, or just want to bounce ideas around. Whatever it is, I'm here. Just hit the Patreon link in the show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash creative source with Andy Osho to find out more. Mm-hmm.